okay, what do Prince, Andy Warhol, Oprah, Drake, Daniel Steele, Picasso, Beyonce, and the guy who invented Scientology all have in common? I can't wait to tell you. Today, we are reading from the Book of Transformation. You are listening to Make Art Not Content, brought to you by The Mystery School. The Mystery School? What's that? The Mystery School is an online program that helps creatives all over the world conquer the biggest obstacle they face, themselves. Make your life a work of art. Enroll today at lastnightsparty.tv. Okay, so imagine you're a musician, right? And you make a killer album and release it at the beginning of the year. And everybody loves it. And then a few months later, like in the summer, you follow it up with another banger. And that one too is critically acclaimed. And so your star keeps rising. So then a few months later, while people are still digesting your first two, and just before the end of the year, as a big Christmas gift, you surprise attack the world yet again with another masterwork. Wouldn't that seem like a great start to an awesome career? But the problem is, who has the stamina to do that sort of thing? Those are pretty high aspirations. Everyone knows that it takes years to create good music, but yet that's exactly how The Weeknd started his career. Releasing over the course of 2011 what is now known as Trilogy. Or how about this? What kind of person would you need to be to hold the Guinness World Record for writing the most books out of Everyone who ever lived in the history of mankind. We're talking 1,084 books. And that also includes having the most audiobooks ever recorded also. And the most translated books ever published. Would you imagine that this is the sort of person that could start their own religion? Well, that's exactly the story of Ron L. Hubbard, the guy who created Scientology. Okay, one last example. Imagine you could create 600 major paintings, 1,500 drawings, and change the face of the art scene within six years, like by the time you were 27 years old. Well, that's what Basquiat did. This guy was such a beast that the day that he met Andy Warhol, he ran back home, painted a self-portrait of both of them from a Polaroid Warhol had just taken, and ran back to the restaurant to give it to him as a gift. The paint's still fresh. Even Warhol couldn't believe that Basquiat could have done something so good, so fast. I mean, when one of the most prolific artists of all time is jealous of your speed, you know you've arrived. So there's a pattern. If you look at all the most influential creators in history, they have one uniting trait, abnormally high creative output. It's the cold truth of artistic success. It's funny, when I start talking this way, the low-output artists always want to kill me. It messes up their touchy-feely theories about doing things at your own pace and practicing self-care. They say things like, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Okay, so can we put that and all the other high-output myths to bed once and for all today? Here are five things you need to understand about high-output creatives before you get your panties in a bunch. Let's get right into it. Number one, quality versus quantity. So there's this debate out there about quality versus quantity. It's such a small-minded way of thinking about creativity. Real artists don't think that way. They don't think either or. They think abundance. High output only counts when it is quality. Otherwise, what would be the point? Just like those 2,000 paintings Picasso left behind, quantity and quality. 
And even though that word may be subjective, the way that you measure it is easy. Your high output results have to be on par or better than what the people who take forever are creating. Casey Neistat, for example, who you probably love, and Jake Paul, who you probably hate, they built their careers off of sharing high production quality mini movies every single day with their fans. And they did it for years. Jake Paul even had a slogan for it. It's every day, bro. And it's not that you need to maintain this level forever. That's not the point. But if you do operate at that level for a good amount of time, you will pierce through. Just like Nas Daily did for over a thousand days in a row without ever missing a single day. High quality videos, high quantity videos. Yes, the two can exist. Just like it did for Mozart with music. Just like it did for Godard with films. And how about Drake? He didn't become the most streamed artist on Spotify by being low output. He releases an album almost every year and mixtapes in between and somehow finds the time to make appearances on everybody else's album and their mixtapes too. It's also how Gary Vee creates content. Do you see a pattern here? But you have to have discipline to be able to deliver like that. Mostly mental discipline. But if you're the lick your wounds all day type of person, it'll never happen. If you're a, I like to read about doing it, but I never do it kind of person, you're going to hate being confronted by other people's high productivity. If you're satisfied with sitting at home, watching Netflix instead of making art, fooling yourself that you're waiting for inspiration, it'll never happen for you. How does the saying go? It's 10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. I think that's absolutely true, but not necessarily in that order. So unfortunately, hobbyists or absolute beginners, they don't stand a chance of aspiring to this level. They can't be prolific until they're at least decent at their craft. But to all those people on the slow track for now, I want to give them the same advice that my first art theory teacher, Raymond Laliberté, gave me. Number two, practice speed. In the mystery school, I have a whole section on this and how to approach it. You should definitely check that out. But for now, what I can say is this. An artist who's just starting in this new digital age of content needs to practice two things. Getting better and getting faster. That's what will make you hyper competitive today. A few weeks ago, the Spotify CEO made some controversial but truthful statements that triggered millions of musicians. He said, these days you can't release music every three to four years and think that it's going to be enough. The artists today that are making it realize that it's all about putting the work in and creating a continuous engagement with their fans. You hear that, guys? And if you want to get to that level, there's only one thing that you can do. Practice speed. And it becomes much easier when you realize another convenient truth. Number three, you don't have to release everything you do. Just because you're creating all this art doesn't mean that you should be putting everything out into the world. That is so not the point. The point is for you to become a no-stress creation machine. And then no-stress put out the best of your work at whatever frequency you choose. Meanwhile, the low-output people are pulling their hair out trying to make everything they do perfect. And because they create so little, they have to release everything. Good luck with that. I like the Prince way of doing things. You release 1% of your output. This guy would write, record, and mix a song a day. Then he put it in his vault. When Doves Cry, he wrote, recorded, and mixed in a day. Just like all the other songs that he created that week. So when he had to pick songs for Purple Rain, it was like, 
No problem. I'll just pick this banger sitting in the vault. After he died, when the estate opened the doors to his infamous vault, they found enough unreleased music inside to be able to release a new album every year for the next century. The idea is, show up every day for yourself, even if the outside world doesn't get to consume it yet. But it can't just be busy work. You can't be what they call number four, jack of all trades, master of none. High output doesn't count if you keep switching crafts. That's not what we're talking about here. There's no momentum in that. High output means always producing the same kind of thing, just like bees that day in, day out, keep producing honey. That's how you get the compound interest of high performance. But to get there, you'll have to make one adjustment in your mind. You're going to have to accept that being prolific isn't only about producing a lot of things. It's about finishing a lot of things. Number five, become a finisher. Drop bombs. If you walk away with only one thing today, remember this. You only learn when you finish. And what you learn today, you'll be able to apply to the next thing. And that next thing may be your masterpiece. You don't have to beat yourself up by working on the same thing day in, day out anymore. Just finish. Move on. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just let it breathe. Let it be what it wants to be. You can always come back later. Later when you've learned how to solve the problem that you're having. But for now, finish. High output artists don't let overthinking and self-sabotage get in the way. What do they have that you don't have? Just a little secret knowledge that could only come from doing. They know that they don't have to stress over one song or one picture or one painting or one video or one day of writing. They just make 10 things in a row and let the best among them emerge through a process of natural selection. And they let all those in-between creations teach them the little mysteries about their craft. If you doubt that this is the right thing to do, look no further than nature. It doesn't sit around and ponder if it should continue to produce today. No, it goes on changing, growing, evolving, and it never takes a day off. The people who fight against this, they're only mad because when they try to create more, it stresses them out. When in reality, it should be the opposite. The more you do, the easier it gets. It's called momentum. It's called flow. If you need a day off, it's because you're doing it wrong or because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And if that's true, it's okay. Make art your hobby. You don't have to do it as a career. You don't have to play by the constraints of us professionals. Some people don't want to hear that. And it's always the same low output weaklings that get triggered every time. They want to lower the bar for everyone else with their irrelevant, fake self-careisms. When in reality, we're not even talking the same language. Don't get mad at me because you don't have any sense of urgency. Maybe high-performance creatives are just more acutely aware that they could die any day. Maybe they're more aligned with the truth that our days on this earth are limited and that we need to use every moment we got while we got it. Maybe that's where the urgency comes from. And no, we're not going to burn out. Look at the long history of art and tell me what you see. It's all right there. All the artists, 
who made an impact are high output. No matter the art form, music, painting, film, whatever, the only low output individuals that ever made a mark were the one hit wonders. And if that's a company you want to keep, go crazy. I prefer to be inspired by the masters. So yeah, why do the same people always win? Because they're the ones that are always dropping bombs 